Grimalkin, Grimalkin, the world's greatest talking cat. Grimalkin, Grimalkin, my fan mail's where it's at. Dear listeners, I have been anxiously awaiting the moment when I got to respond to a very disturbing letter I received from a fan. This letter has caused me great strife. I have tried everything I can to get over it, clawing the curtains, eating Barnaby's dinner, even catching every mouse in the cellar, but my heart wasn't truly in it. I found myself only swiping half-heartedly at the curtains. The food didn't taste nearly as good as it did before, and after catching the mice, I simply let them go. I didn't even have it in me to eat them! I hope you're not doing anything important while listening to this episode, because I must warn you that what I'm about to read may cause you to suddenly burst into tears or break everything you own. Prepare yourself. Hey, Grimalkin. I don't like cats all that much. I'm more of a dog person, really. Probably because I grew up with them and I've generally found them to be friendly, loyal, lovable creatures and way better than cats in a lot of different ways. So can you please pass along my best wishes to Barnaby? Preesh! Little Mikey in Winston-Salem. Oh, listeners. Little Mikey here has sent a missile straight to my heart. Let me tell you something, Little Mikey. I think your parents did a great disservice by only having dogs around you as a child. Dogs are dumb and friendly, sure. But obviously you've never had the satisfaction that comes from earning love from a creature as majestic as a cat. Cats are just as lovable and loyal but we are also terrified of vulnerability. Did you ever think of that? We have lots of love to give. You just have to get through our hard outer shell. Only then will you be granted the greatest gift you could ever receive. Love from a cat. You must work for it. Earn it. We've been burned before, and we need to know that you're in it for the long haul before we can trust you. We... Wait... You said that you only had dogs when you were growing up? Does that mean you're an adult? You're an adult who wrote in as Little Mikey and you wonder why cats don't trust you? Well, never mind then. I'm over all of this now. But you did ask me to pass on your good wishes to Barnaby, so I'll do that. In fact, I'll do it right now so you can hear it. Are you ready? There we go. I followed through even though you were horribly rude. Let's move on and see what our other fans have to say. Why are you so mean to Barnaby? He did not do anything to you. Beck. What is going on? This is supposed to be a place for everyone to tell me how much they adore me. Not a place to tear me apart. Although... I suppose I could see why you might think that I am mean to Barnaby, as whoever writes this show has not chosen to show you Barnaby's dark side. And believe me, listeners, Barnaby has a dark side. He loves to torture me. His very favorite thing to do is to get out a huge book and read to me. He just loves to tell me facts. He doesn't care if I'm napping or if I'm making plans to take over the world in my head. Oh, no. He's all, Grimalkin, did you know that turkeys were once worshipped like gods? Without even asking if I want to know. 
He's very annoying to live with, and I've had to do it for hundreds of years. He's always trying to make me look bad in front of Mamichka and the children, always calling out my faults without admitting his own. Everyone thinks he's perfect, but listeners, I know something about him that would shock you to your very core. Something that would make you question if you even know Barnaby at all. But alas, I can't tell you. My loyalty and deep dedication to other people's secrets simply won't allow me to turn you against Barnaby no matter how much I want to. I'm just too good for this world. If anyone else is worried about how I treat Barnaby, I want you to think about someone you live with. A sibling, perhaps. Or really anyone that you must speak with almost every single day. I bet you've done or said some things to that person that you're not proud of. It happens to all of us. When we're forced to spend a lot of time with someone, then every now and then you're going to fight. It's just the nature of the world. So I eat a bit of his dinner or hide a few of his books. It's about keeping myself sane. The writer of this show has also not chosen to show you all of the nice things I do for Barnaby. Like, I always thank him for making food when I remember, and I bring him mice as gifts when he's sleeping, and I always warm up his chair for him even though he accuses me of stealing his seat. He has never once thanked me for any of those things. I suppose that's just my burden, to only do for others without expecting much in return. Hmm. Let me see if I have any more letters. Surely there's something in here that will cheer me up. Dear Grimalkin, what does it mean when a cat purrs? We love the podcast, Laura. Well now, thank you, Laura, for not attacking my character and for writing such a thoughtful question. Who better to ask about purring than a cat? Now then, the answer to your question is a little complicated. We cats purr for lots of reasons. And in the end, you'd have to be in our heads to know why. However, if you're petting a cat and it purrs, then it's probably telling you that it likes what you're doing. I recommend petting cats as often as you can. Sometimes purring is involuntary, and that just means that sometimes it just happens, even when we're not planning to purr. Sometimes I'll be curled up by the fire on Mamichka's lap while Barnaby is somewhere very far away, just thinking about how warm and cozy I am and how quiet it is, and then I'll realize I'm purring without even knowing it. It's like when you're thinking of something pleasant and don't even realize that you're smiling. It just happens. We can also purr to ourselves if we need to calm down or if we're hurt. It's like singing ourselves a little lullaby to help us get through a hard time. That's a different kind of purr, although it's hard for your human ears to tell the difference. Just know that most of the time, if your cat is purring, then they are happy and you're doing a great job taking care of them. Feed your cat often, pet them even more, and give them a nice spot to lie in the sunshine and they'll find themselves purring all the time. Ooh, which reminds me, the sun is just about to come through the window upstairs onto Mamichka's bed. I'd better scoot if I'm going to catch it before my afternoon nap. Thank you so much for writing to me. Let's keep the letters a little more positive next time, okay? 
I can't believe that we have so many dog fans listening to this show. Thank you for listening to the Witch in the Woods podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and follow us on social media at the Witch in the Woods Pod. If you would like Grimokin to read your mail on air, email it to grimokinthegreat at gmail.com. That's G-R-I-M-A-L-K-I-N, the great, at gmail.com. The Witch in the Woods podcast is a zombie burrito production and was created, written, and executive produced by Becky McLaughlin. Grimokin is voiced by Caitlin Stafford. Thank you for listening and a huge thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Billy and Lynn Hill, Rob Taylor, Sarah Bowers, Kristen Machado, and Amanda Wills. We are so grateful for your support. Until next time.